Welcome to the Claims Underground Podcast with your hosts, Corey Locke and Troy Willis, where we help policyholders just like you understand your policy and how to navigate through an insurance claim. We advocate for homeowners as well as businesses when insurance companies won't pay. So if you're tired of getting the runaround and ready to find out what's really going on, then let's get down to business and learn from the insurance claims experts, Corey Locke and Troy Willis. Hey, welcome to Claims Underground. I'm Corey Locke, and with me is my co-host, Troy Willis. Hi, I'm Troy Willis. I'm a licensed public adjuster, retired builder, expert witness, certified appraiser and umpire, and I've been doing this for about 30 years or so in the insurance industry, and we advocate for policyholders. Today, I'm, also, I'm sorry. I said I'm also a public adjuster. I forgot that. I'm also a public adjuster, 35 years of experience, 26 with the carriers, and an expert witness and an estimator. And uh, we're presenting a, a bit more information about your policy. So, Troy, go ahead and hit me back with a question I think you are queuing up to ask. Today, we've talked about on one of our segments, just giving the people an understanding about their policies. And, you know, we've talked about what the schedules are from schedules A, B, C, and D. It talks about their dwelling, their other structure, their contents, and also their loss of use. What we didn't get a chance to opportunity to tell, we're going to explain what apparel is, because it's important to know what apparel is to know if you have coverage. If it's not in there, you're not covered. So it's important for people to understand, you know, am I covered? Because this is going to make a critical point when they get ready to call in to make that claim. They'll have an idea before they make that claim. Um, if it's something they will be covered for. Not all policies cover everything for every right. person the same. So it's important that, you know, they do know because there's different levels, as we know, that we'll teach the people uh, on what those are that gives you more coverage as the type of policy that you have. So we're going to start with that question today. What is apparel? And that way we can get a more better understanding for everybody just in case they have questions. So I'll let you start. Let's tell the people what is it. So apparel... It is a uh, type of loss. It's a category of loss, which is the cause of the loss. A peril that most people will be able to say is fire. Fire is a covered peril under a fire policy. Water is a covered peril if it happens in a certain manner. Usually a sudden and an accidental release of water is a covered peril. What is not a covered peril under most policies is uh, wave action or surface water action. Uh, tsunami is not a covered peril under uh, uh, surface water, but water that from a broken pipe is a covered peril. Uh, there are some, some specifications of that. How did it break? Was it broken due to frost? Or was there heat being maintained in the house? That's a different question. But water is generally a covered peril as long as it's sudden and accidental. Um, vandalism is a covered peril under uh, many policies. Sometimes the policies are stripped out uh, where vandalism has uh, limitations for when it can be applied. Vandalism might have uh, a limitation that if the home is not being lived in for more than 30 days prior, then there's no coverage. Uh, so there is vandalism coverage. Theft, theft is another coverage. Now, mysterious disappearance might be a limitation, but theft that can be documented and usually, you know, if you have a police report or a ring camera that's documenting something being stolen, 
that's a covered peril. So those are the perils that are standard under a policy. There are also additional coverages, and those perils uh, under additional coverages are a little bit nuanced, but uh, falling objects is another peril. We discussed that yesterday. Uh, We also discussed uh, another coverage, uh, which was collapse. Collapse is another covered peril. Now, not many people understand what collapse means. Collapse means it's not moving anymore. You know, collapse is not just a little bit of cracking, a little bit of settlement, a little bit of shifting. No. And I think we had talked about this before, that collapse, I saw this firsthand when I was adjusting way, way, way long time ago. Man goes into his shower. He's on a raised foundation. Goes into his shower, steps into his shower. All of a sudden, he's standing in his crawl space because the bottom of his shower pan dropped out and dropped down all the way into his crawl space, you know, all the way to the dirt. That's collapse because there wasn't any farther than dirt that that was going. And the collapse was due to the the weight of people or objects or animals, or uh, I think there's another classification, but the weight of something has caused that to collapse and collapse is when it's come to stop. So that's a collapse. That's an additional coverage that's not traditional or not, not specifically called out. So are there any other perils, Troy, that I maybe didn't hit on that you're thinking about? Lightning. Um, smoke isn't. That would be under the fire, but it should be. If you let some of these carriers tell you there's a difference between the smoke and the fire in California, there is one specific. I can't say that name. Um, they, they lost that battle excluding smoke out of the policy. <laughs> when they have wildfires and they cover it, they give fire policies. But hey, finally they got that together. That's why... I, that come to mind to say that, but um, no, I mean, you, you pretty much covered it all. I mean, what, you know, even when you spoke about theft, one thing about theft that I think that's important for people to read and understand is when a person has that theft claim, they shouldn't look at the declaration and go, hey, I got, I heard this many times, I got $100,000 in coverage on my policy. No, you don't. <laughs> Not when they just stole it. It didn't work that way. You know, now if you had a fire and it all burned up, did it work that way? And that was one of the things that I think people misled because when they looked at those limitations in the policy, and it it tells you that, again, like guns, memorabilia, silvers, and furs, and things like that, they have cap limitations. And I think people should know those caps because that's when they would need to understand that they need to get into those writers slash endorsements so they can have enough coverage for those particular items. Um, One other thing you mentioned I thought was interesting, you said, again, the damage from the shower uh, could have been caused even by animals. And we would want the people to know the difference between animals and rodents, <laughs> even though we might, you know, they might say animals, but animals and rodents because rodents ain't covered. Uh, so, no, I, I think that hits it and takes it home exactly what, you know, perils is out there. It's just a matter of them understanding what, where it falls, you know, and, and the insurance company accept the liability and that's where the claim will be paid under, whether it's water and, you know, water, Water tricky, too, as we know. I remember back a year or two ago in the State Farm policies, they used to read that, you know, if the loss occurred after 45 days, I mean, after 15 days, it wasn't covered. Now the policy language read, hey, we don't care if it was wet yesterday, today, tomorrow, a year from now, we ain't covering it, you know. But then there's that question that water of, well, what is covered? When water do apply to that, you know, to that coverage, you know, is it the access to get to the problem? Is it do we pay? Do they pay for the problem once they get to it, or is it all the related damages that occurred from the water damage? 
So, you know, let's take that peril, for example. How would you how would you explain to the people? I mean, I have this answer. How would you best put it in your words to say, hey, here's the difference that if a pipe break in a, in a slab, that's a perfect thing. A slab, a slab has a pipe. That's our scenario. Uh, a pipe in it, it breaks. And now water is everywhere. And now how does that work when you're the customer? Well, I think you're you're needing to come back and say, is this a sudden event? So if you got water, as I do right now, I have water covering one of my clients uh, downstairs and it's mixed in with dirt and it's covering the entire downstairs and it's coming out in volume. That's a flood. That's a sudden accidental event because they weren't living in a flooded event if, before they left. Okay, okay. so... After they came home from the store, they have a flooded event. That's a sudden loss. That's a covered peril all day long with a broken pipe. They got to find a broken pipe. There it is. Now, we might have access issues. That broken pipe might be in the wall, might be in the slab. We're now seeing that there are limitations. And guys, you got to be reading your policy. You got to be dead on with this. They're now saying that they don't have coverage for foundations and a house policy. If we specifically don't cover foundations, I'm I'm still getting my head around that. But they also went to the length to say, I don't care if that's in the foundation, but we're, we don't even pay for you to open that up and get access to it and come back out. That's always been the traditional. Well, we may not cover the pipe, but we cover the access. If I got to go dig through this floor, then I'm going to cover, you know, get it, open it. We won't pay for the actual cost of the pipe. But we'll come back out. We'll fix the foundation. We'll fix the floor. We'll fix all the ensuing water damage. That's being walked back now. You're seeing some really clever endorsements or language that's getting past the regulators in individual states that are saying, well, we won't cover pipes. We won't cover the access to the pipes. We won't cover foundations. We don't cover any of those things. Well, first of all, that's silly. Most people would say that's silly. Because how would I have a house without a foundation? Now they clarify. Now they clarify that uh, if there's a fire and the foundation's affected, then they'll cover it as being a fire. But any other way, you know, for any other reason, it's not going to get covered. So that's that's probably the most crucial thing. If you got a drip, 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 drip that's happening. When you see a black mold covering it all the way around, or you have rotten framing all the way around it, it, for a while. it, it, it didn't happen today, <laughs> didn't happen yesterday. Now, no. now, let's be honest here. There are certain events that could occur that, given the fact that if your whole house is covered in water and it's 110 degrees outside, and You'll you're not mold. running your air conditioning to, you know, keep it climate controlled, you will get mold in hours. But Mm -hmm. that just comes with a little bit of common sense, guys. If you have water covering everywhere and you have mold going up your walls and it's 110 degrees outside, that's not a living condition that you've allowed to occur over a significant amount of time. That's related to the water loss. That just gets handled with the water loss. In California, if you're tearing all that stuff out anyway because of the water, there's no limitations on the mold. Yeah, we can negotiate that. Now we get to talk about this as reasonable human beings. Okay, what are we applying to the mold? Okay, once we tear out all the wet stuff, which had the mold on top of it anyway, 
what are we really doing with the mold? Well, let's just, if we have to sand the framing, that's maybe mold. Maybe that's an issue. Maybe we apply the mildicide. Okay, well, that's a little bit farther than I want to go, but okay, we can talk about it. But usually there are some, a lot of limitations for mold. Not everything's mold. Not, I mean, in, in a house, if I'm tearing out <clears throat> four feet up because of flood, all that's coming out because of the flood, not because of mold. Absolutely. <clears throat> you mentioned uh, back, even going back to the perils. I know some people have had these questions, and uh, I know I've heard them as well. A mudslide. Mudslides are very specific, but very interesting to know. It how is. would you define mudslides being a peril, and how would they apply? Mudslides could be excessive rain applied uh, on a hillside and causes slippage, and then it just runs through your house. And if you've never seen a mudslide, I don't know. It's that that that's basically the worst thing that you have to deal with because now your house is sitting four feet uh, uh, below where it was. <laughs> because now, now whatever was in your house that was eight feet tall is four feet tall. So a mudslide is earth movement. A mudslide is not going to be covered uh, just like earthquake is not covered. However, there is a caveat. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in California, they codified this as uh, what's the proximate cause of the mudslide was the mudslide caused by just the mudslide, or was the was the mudslide caused by the wildfire that happened six months before, that burned out everything that held the the hillside in 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 place? <laughs> so there's a little bit of codification to causation here. That in California, at least, uh, if you have a burn scar that's in the back of your your house in some way, shape, or form, and it happened from a, a, a wildfire, <clears throat> guess what? That's no longer uh, a mudslide. That's an outcome of fire loss. So it's covered under a fire policy. So you might be sitting with four feet of mud in your 2,000 square foot home. And everyone would initially say to you, most adjusters who are coming from out of state and have seen flood and just come in and say, well, there's no coverage for this, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, because, you know, there's earth movement. There's no coverage for that. Okay. That's not a person that knows what California is about. So I'm not just saying that California is going to be the be all end all, but guys, you got to know what your law is in your own state. So the first right. place you got to go looking for is uh, United Policyholders. They're a 50 state initiative uh, uh, organization, uphelp.org. And uphelp.org is a place that we sponsor as, as sponsors because we believe in their mandate to help uh, policyholders. And they Absolutely. have information that always crops up after a catastrophe. And after catastrophe, they're telling you what your state laws are. They're telling you how to advocate for yourself. They're telling you what forms you need to fill out or how you need to fill it out. They hold organizational meetings on Zoom or in place. So the best way that you can get up on your individual law and your location, start out with uphelp.org. They'll, they'll point you in the right direction. But once you get that direction, you got to dig in. You got to dig in and start asking more questions about what does this cover in my own jurisdiction? The next place to go is your, your Department of Insurance. They're going to be giving out mandates. They're going to be giving out white papers. They're going to be giving out notice to carriers. So 
after every event, you always see this kind of, you know, this is the track record. This is what happens. So mudslide in other areas other than what the one we're sitting in in California uh, is maybe a covered peril if there was a prior fire. If there was no prior fire, probably it's not covered. Same as earthquake. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or flood. The flood, I mean, you know, when the flood happens and not, you don't got no flood coverage, but if that house catch on fire after that flood hit it, <laughs> that's a whole other story to talk about. Right. Well, you know, but let's just think back. What happened to the San Francisco earthquake? Was it the earthquake that destroyed the homes or was it the fire that ensued and burned everything down? It was the fire that ensued. So fire does a cover, even though the cover, even though there's an earthquake and people are going to try to, you know, split hairs. Well, how much of this was the earthquake damage? How much just was the fire? Well, if it totally burned it down, there's not a whole lot of argument you're going to get. Everything burned down. So probably the fire. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everything's well, an I, argument. I, I think it's a good resource to send them to United Policy Holders. I mean, United Policy Holders helps thousands of people um, around this country you know, with these catastrophes. And, you know, every time I'm at the fundraisers or we at the events, I mean, the people are so thankful uh, for what they've done for them and helped them through their tragic times and so forth. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be invited as one of their experts on their forum. So when people have questions about what goes on uh, with their insurance policy, you can always hit me up there for Troy Willis and we'll I'll answer that question to the best of my ability. And, uh, you know, definitely UP is an organization that, you know, it, it gets much help from outside donations to help them move forward with helping people that's affected in these type of situations. So um, definitely somebody to go online and look up and definitely try to follow and maybe even subscribe to their newsletter. But it would definitely be a good uh, point of reference for whenever you may have a claim. Um, well, you're on, that, you're on that same vein, you're going to find that they have a lot of YouTube videos for their for their channel, uphelp.org. Yeah. You're going to find me there. You're going to find you there. I mean, we've done yeah. a number of videos uh, talking about contents, talking about uh, uh, California Fair Plan, talking about uh, uh, coverage uh, initiatives or coverage questions. Uh, it's a great free resource. And when I say free, it's free, guys. Just log in, sign up, get act get educated. So, you know, there are resources here. You just have to, you know, basically, basically hunker down. And uh, as I've told members of my family and I've told people that are staring at the debris in their house, uh, finding the money to pay for your stuff uh, with a claim is like digging through the debris in your in your house. If you knew there was ten thousand dollars under this debris pile, you would roll up your sleeve and you would get dirty and you would dig down and you would get that ten thousand dollars because you knew it was there. The same concept applies for insurance claims. If you knew there was another 10,000, 50,000, you would get on your, your, your boots and your hard hat and you get your shovel and you start digging for it and not give up until you found the money because it's there. If you are ardent enough of a, your own advocate to go after it. Absolutely. Well, I, I know, I know this information should be very effective to all those that's out there who, you know, definitely need to understand their policy. And, you know, we, we start from the beginning for a reason so we can kind of walk you through this process of what your policy is all about. So at that point, you can make more informative decisions if you have a claim 
or just the fact you want you may have to weaponize that information one day or for a family member or yourself. So I think, you know, understanding these different sectors of the policy is critical for these policyholders because they pay a lot of money a year for this. You know, it's almost like anything else. Would you pay, you know, especially here in California, three, four, five, ten thousand dollars for insurance and you don't go to school? Would you go there and just give them the ten thousand? No. So the difference than this, if I got to give you this much money for a policy, I should know what I'm paying for. You know, I, I tell homeowners all the time, I say, you know, look at the example when you go to the store. You'll never buy a cart full of groceries because somebody just tell you it's a thousand dollars. You want to know what's inside that cart. Why wouldn't you want to know what's inside that policy? Because not only do that cart feed you, this situation could save your life just as well. I mean, everything people have is in their home. And I've seen for 30 years plus how devastating it's been for many homeowners to had losses, whether they was burned out their home or the home was flooded out completely or the house to sink. It starts sinking and it's got to actually come down and be torn down. Or one recently, you know, a water main break and flood more than a million gallons through the house on a, on a home that's on a hillside. You know, things you never expect to happen to you, never. And yet, has if you only had a better understanding, you might not feel as bad as some people do when this all happens. Mm-hmm. Insurance company's not the friend. We'll never get a Christmas card from none of them, that's for sure. But they're not these people friend, you know. And that's that's one of the things that, you know, we, we hear so often, you know, my insurance company, I've been with them for 50 years, they'll never do me wrong. And then we get that call saying, I can't believe how bad they're doing my family. They've been paying the premiums for 50 years. Well, you know, we all good. Like, you know, you're an agent. I'm, 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 I'm here for the commission. I'm not here to make you upset or, you know, make you feel any kind of way other than happy and positive to give me this money. And that's what it comes down to. They just don't be as happy and positive giving you back money if you have a claim. So, you know, I, I think this is very helpful for everybody. And as we always end the show. Uh, what would we like to leave our people with today? I will let you be the answer to that. What would you like to leave? With? I think that uh, what we try to say every t- single time is it's within your power and grasp to uh, be your own best advocate, but you just have to want it and you have to want it more than the person telling you no. No is only an answer right now. No is not forever. Couldn't have said that better, I swear. Well, until next time, Troy Wallace. Corey Locke. And we're out. We'll see you on our next segment. Please join us for our next segment on duties after a loss. Thanks for listening to the Claims Underground podcast. We hope you enjoyed this segment. If you need more information on insurance policies, feel free to check out our website, www.claimsunderground.com. And remember, when the insurance companies won't pay, we're here to help. Until next time.